Hey, thanks for listening to my podcast. I'm really glad you're here. In this episode, I talked to Melrose Figueroa, who is not only a successful entrepreneur, but also the lead pastor of Avoda House. We talk about how God uses entrepreneurship and business to reach people outside of the church walls. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. Last time we talked, we talked about the word avoda. Is that how you say it, avoda? Um, avoda. And I looked it up and I was just like meditating on it before, before getting on Zoom. And it's basically work as ministry, like synonymous and how work should be ministry. And I want to kind of get your take on that because I I think that's an important thing now. I think it's an important thing in what God is doing. So I wanted to hear like your thoughts. Yeah, I think something that's really shocking to hear is the statement having experiencing deliverance through business, setting the captives free through business. That's a, a statement that the Lord has dropped in my spirit. And the first time I heard it, my first question was how? <laughs> How in the world do I do that? Uh, and so, you know, it's a journey answering that question. I, I believe this is part of the journey, but it's been nine years now that God gave me revelation in the secret place about my role in the next move of God and fulfilling the great commission by the Holy Spirit. Um, so the Lord assigned me to this apostolic mission of Oda after many seasons of trials, preparation, deep intercession, and just, just the way you explained it, Hebrew and Hebrew avoda means work, worship, and service. So it's really encompassing all of these aspects of our lives, uh, the way that God's original design was intended to be for us. So you go back to Genesis 2.15, and it talks about that word interchangeably when it talks about work, worship, and service. So it's supposed to be our seamless way of living, but only now we've separated our work, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five, right? If you work a in the traditional, uh, you know, corporate job or even like at a coffee shop or something. Uh, and then Saturdays are for family. And then Sundays it's, you know, we go to church. So we've separated all of these areas into compartments, right? And I think last time we met, we talked a little bit about how religion is trying to understand God and trying right. to put God into this box. And we hear that a lot, but we don't we understand we're putting him in a box, but I don't think we always understand how do we get out of that box? How do we get out of the four walls? I I remember that conversation. In fact, Sometimes I say stuff and I don't realize what's coming out of my mouth. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. But sometimes I say some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> and so <laughs> that, that, that time it was a good, good, good time. And I said, 
I said, religion is man's attempt to understand God by putting him in boxes. And I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and he was talking to me. He was saying I should watch this 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 show called Severance. It's on Apple TV, I think. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Like I haven't seen it, but he explained it to me, and it, I was thinking about the church when when he was explaining it to me. Because basically, what in Severance, what they did was they, in order to work for this company they had to separate your identity from your your regular life from your work life so they would put these chips in your head and that way like you would work there was top secret stuff at work and uh, to protect that the, the top secret stuff you would forget everything that you you worked on during the day and you would turn into a totally different person once you leave the office and then you would be yourself do your normal life things and then you go back to work and then you're that other person and it was just a way to separate and i've always felt that's what christians do i know i did it i sure did it and um through the growth process i it's come to to where i'm the same person from business and the same person at worship but that took training that took that took um me working on that and i remember like this concept of kingdom business you know back back when i started hearing from god about it it was he didn't say kingdom business he just said i want to start using entrepreneurs this is a little bit more than 10 years ago and i remember hearing this while i was praying he said john i want to use entrepreneurs entrepreneurs are going to be used heavily in the kingdom and i remember being embarrassed about it because like i knew it was god i was i was writing it in my journal but I was like, this is sounds nuts. Like I'm hearing this stuff. And I'm like, if I told a person this, like God wants to start anointing entrepreneurs, like he is pastors, you know, like he does prophets, like he does apostles, all these different things. He wants to use them. And I'm writing this in my journal. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to tell anybody this. <laughs> but now, now it's a buzzword, right? Now everyone's like kingdom business, kingdom entrepreneur, all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, what is your take on that? Um, like how, why is that important? Why is, why is God moving like this? Well, what's interesting is when you look at, I mean, Aboda House, Melrose Ministries, and just all, all of the things that the Lord has me doing centers around Isaiah 61. Uh, it's, you know, I have an Isaiah 61 mandate. And when you go to Isaiah 61, verse five, it says strangers will stand and pasture your flocks and foreigners will be your farmers and your vine dressers. And when I read that, I think of business, I think of entrepreneurs, I think of people coming to you for business and God opening those doors for you to evangelize, for you to deliver, to heal in his name. And so I think having a business and entrepreneurship is, I mean, it. if you think about it, it's a harvest field. So when we think of missionaries, we're just thinking of someone, you know, going to another country and putting on a crusade. But how many opportunities do we miss out on because we don't start the business, because we doubt what God is telling us, because we don't, we think we don't have the resources um, or even when we do have the business, we're not taking advantage 
fully of the people that God's putting in front of us because they're there for our product or our service. And so looking at that completely different and seeing it as an opportunity to witness, an opportunity to talk about him, to to just connect with someone else and to speak life into them. I think that's amazing. I'm going to give an example of how God used me. Um, God has used me more outside of the church than inside the church. You know, like for instance, I, I remember working at an office and in the office, there were lots of different businesses. It was actually a co-working space. And my office was near the bathroom. And I was praying in my office. I had these glass doors that could look outside the hallway. And I was just praying. And there was a girl that was passing who I didn't know her. I saw her around, but never talked to her. And in the middle of prayer, God says, I want you to talk to her and tell her this. And anytime God tells you to do something outside the church, it takes a bit of risk and, you know, faith. And so I reluctantly went out and went after her as she was trying to get into the bathroom. I mean, imagine this. And I was a little bit embarrassed. And so I go to her and I go, excuse me, I know I don't know you, seen you around. I'm praying in there and I, I hear God tell me to tell you something. Do you want to hear what it is? And she goes, sure. I didn't even know if she was Christian, whatever. And so I give her the message and I still remember the word. It was, um, uh, it was the scripture where it says God can do in one day what it would take a thousand years. So it said uh, to God, a day is a, th is, is a thousand years, is a thousand years, is a day. And so I told her that scripture and I said, God just wants you to know that he knows that you feel like life has passed you by and you missed it. You feel like you missed it. And he wants me to let you know that he can accomplish in one day what would take you a thousand years because a thousand years is, a, is the same as a day to him. And if you just trust him and if you just seek him, he will turn all that around for you. She starts bawling in the wow. middle, in front of the bathroom and all these people are passing. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I was like, I, get, <laughs> I, I was embarrassed. I was like, I'm in the front of the bathroom here. And uh, this girl's crying. I didn't know what people were thinking. <laughs> but um, she was so rocked that mm -hmm. she wanted to know what church I went to. She wanted to go to different things in my church. She wanted to tell everybody about it. And I was just like, wow, God, that's what you meant. That's mm -hmm. what you meant by kingdom entrepreneurship uh, yeah. outside the four walls. And even when... You know, I just want to speak into the people that maybe, you know, you're in a career and you're wondering, you know, am I, am I in the right place? Am I on the right path? Am I doing what God wants me to do? So I have a marketing agency right now, but I actually started in the medical field and I want to share this story with you. So there was a guy that was in my class while while I was still in school that asked me to tutor him. And one day we were in the library and, you know, we weren't very close. You know, we didn't talk about personal things. We were just studying. And while we were in the library, I just started hearing the Holy spirit say, say this, say that, speak into him, say this. And just like your story, I was like, Oh gosh, like, you know, we're studying like anatomy. Like it's very serious. <laughs> I don't want to do this right now. 
but I was obedient and I just started speaking life into him. You know, I kept repeating, it doesn't matter what you've done. Like God forgives you. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And this man was like questioning me, like, but what if it's really bad? What if what I've done? And, and just went, we went on and on for, for a while. Uh, but he received what I shared with him. And a few days later he got arrested. So when I find out that, you know, he's in prison and, you know, all the, everything that happened, you know, everyone in the class was, you know, just criticizing him. And of course, just, you know, just speaking down on, on what had happened and what transpired, but because I knew in that conversation in the library, I knew what God told him and I didn't know anything. I, I couldn't look away. I knew that God was trying to reach him. So I wrote to him while he was in prison. This was like 10 years ago and just kind of reminded him, Hey, don't forget what the Lord spoke over you. And you know, it doesn't matter what you've done. He forgives you. He loves you. He has a plan for you. This man writes me back and says, because of the conversation we had in the library, he gave his life to Christ the minute he got into prison. Ooh. Wow. And it doesn't end there because I lost touch with him. And a couple of months ago, we actually got back in touch because I found his letter as I was cleaning out some things and Holy Spirit said, you know, write to him. So I did come to find out he's like working on his bachelor's in Bible studies. Like he's in ministry school while he's in prison. So the seed that God used me to plant 10 years ago has been way more than I could ever imagine. And so even if you feel like you're not on the right path, because I'm no longer in the medical field, you know, so I could think that was a waste. What if the Lord actually had me go through all of that schooling and all of that process just for one soul, just for one person. So that's something to, something to consider too. That's so salty. <laughs> we, we, we need to take that word back. Like people think salty <laughs> means something bad, but my gosh, when you were telling that story, I just kept, man, that's so salty. <laughs> and that's amazing that what we do has eternal impact. You know, it, 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 that's just what I kept thinking when you were saying that, because nothing that we do in faith ever goes to waste. A lot of times we don't get to see like what happens like that girl. I don't even know where she is anymore. Last I heard is she's traveling the world. But what what was I know that was a seed. I know that wasn't of me. I wouldn't have talked to her unless God told me to talk to her. And I definitely wouldn't have told her that. Um but that was a seed. And so I would love to see what God did with that. It's, it's definitely a blessing when he allows us to see the fruit. And, you know, I would also encourage people to ask God to show you the fruit sometimes, because that can be a form of encouragement. You know, when, when the Lord put on my heart to reach back out, you know, I was, a, I was a little discouraged, you know, some, you know, I've been mentoring some people and not really seeing through and, you know, it made me question, you know, am I on the right path, you know, goes back to that question. Am I on the right path? Am I, 
you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I making good decisions? Am I, am I showing them the correct way? Am I planting good seeds? And seeing the fruit of that seed that was planted 10 years ago really encouraged me that it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey, because I have so much more knowledge and wisdom now 10 years, but God still used me in a powerful way 10 years ago. So it doesn't matter where we're at in our journey. Like you don't know that seed that you planted, John, how far, you know, like what just one seed can, can remove strongholds, can change thought process, help me help people make decisions, help people redirect, help people. There's just so, so many different ways it can go. So I think, I think a key here is like obedience. Yeah, absolutely. And how many people did she talk to? You know, uh, she was ready to tell everyone. Um, and nothing ever happened to where she would uh, go to my church because she just went a different way. She ended up getting a different job and all that stuff. And after that, we didn't keep in contact. But I, I know one thing. I know that God did something there. And it wasn't my responsibility to to foster that. It was just, uh, you know, the Bible says, uh, someone plants, someone waters some, and then God causes to growth. A lot of times I, I just try to stay in my lane. I just try to do what I, what I am told to do. And then I get out. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's what I love about, you know, our mission at Avoda house is it's to restore the church to its original design by integrating work, worship, and service through fivefold ministry and focus on deliverance and entrepreneurship. But what I want to highlight and connect it to what you said is fivefold ministry, because we need the teachers, we need the evangelists, we need the apostle, we need, we need all of them. We, we each have a role to play and that's all going to come together. God's going to use all of us as a body to bring deliverance and use us through each of our businesses and our gifts. You know, um, one thing I love about God is he'll always come in a way that we don't expect. I stopped trying to, you know, predict how he's going to move. I mean, you think he's going to come as a king, he'll come as a baby, right? <laughs> you think he's going to pick a, a six foot four, a handsome king, and he picks a five foot eight shepherd boy. <laughs> so um, he just comes a different way. You think he's going to uh, put the inheritance on the eldest and he switches his hands and he puts in them someone like Jacob. I I see a lot of changes in the church. I see a lot of people getting hurt. A lot of people have left the church. There are some people coming back though. I think there's a movement happening. How do you think kingdom entrepreneurship fits in that? Do you think that's why he went, he's going this way is to, because maybe with the way we've been doing it hasn't been sustainable. I don't know. I'm just thinking thoughts here. I absolutely agree with that. He's raising up the unlikelies. Like you said, you know, entrepreneurs, maybe they're not, they don't have the title of a pastor, but they're pastoring through their business. I 100% believe that he's doing that. It's not going to look the same anymore because what we've been doing, it's not working anymore. And God's going to raise up the people that nobody expects, the people that are coming it's going to feel like they're coming out of nowhere like it's going to I feel love like it. he's going to come out with that left hook 
<laughs> you're gonna be looking. You're gonna be looking at the right, and he's gonna come with the left hook. Now you, you, uh, so your ministry, Avoda House, um, it's really unique. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, think home churches with co-working spaces and upper rooms and, you know, we're still figuring out what it's going to actually look like on a practical level, but really just integrating every aspect of our life and removing barriers, removing, you know, that mentality of church on Sundays. So we have somebody on our team that owns a gym and we've already talked about, well, why don't we do a Bible study at the gym? So people are working out and we're having Bible study. Why not? Why do we have to do it in the church building? Why can't we do it in our businesses? Why can't we do it in our coffee shops? Why can't we just be the church wherever we're at? And that, I mean, that's really it. It's basically coming out of the four walls and and not just having people come to a place but what the lord has shown me is bringing the church into people's homes into your home into your life your family your work everything bringing god into your life not feeling like you have to go to a certain place to encounter god but understanding that he's in all places at all times and you can come to him whenever, wherever, and in the most unconventional ways, let his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My spirit is about to jump out of my body. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. I was thinking, I, I was thinking about that gym. Like, I want to go to that gym. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel, I just like, as you were speaking, I was seeing walls break down, you know, um, and you've mentioned coffee shops. I, I work out of this coffee shop uh, and it's a beautiful, you've been there. We, we talk and it's a beautiful place, but I don't go there because it looks nice. I go there because there's a, a, a certain vibe uh, that is there because the Holy spirit is there the the coffee shop exists to help missions and uh there's a lot of i know there's a lot of believers there and you know i talk to them and i meet some of them over there and it's just a different vibe it's you feel the holy spirit and so i love going into where we're not expected and being around people who aren't believers because they get to benefit from our faith, they get the benefit from our presence. Yeah, and what the Lord has really shown me, you know, and it started with Melrose Ministries, but th this is, you know, going into Avoda, Melrose Ministries will be a part of Avoda House, and it's raising up leaders. Like, imagine this. Imagine how many people have pastoral callings, have evangelistic callings, but they're not their gifts are not being activated they're not imagine these people turning their home into churches you have 10 houses on a street having church you have 10 pastors and and people and church just it, it it would be connected 
in a way that has never been seen before. Connected, not, not in, not in being in the same building, but you're connected as one body. You know, when we think of like, if I need sugar, I'm going to ask my neighbor, but think of what that would mean spiritually. If I need something, I can go two houses down to pastor so-and-so or evangelist so-and-so, or I need, I can go to that house and go get delivered. I don't need to wait until Sunday service. I can go. I know what house to go to. Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. I, <laughs> I feel it. To go to, to get delivered. Like, imagine that. Imagine that if we all just rise up and God can ri rise up, raise up leaders through business. And, and imagine someone going to your business for deliverance. You Dang. have an office. Girl, I'm like shaking right now. <laughs> Imagine it's already happening. It's already happening. Hey, I hope you liked the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace. Peace.